Tonight, for a few minutes, the Spirit of the Lord will speak to us on what is breaking. We saw about being broken and uh, being poor in spirit, breaking, brokenness. And we sing also sometimes, brokenness, brokenness is what I long for. But what is that, brokenness? What is breaking? When you look at breaking, there are different types of breaking. And those breaking can be brought into three different groups. If you're writing, you can write this down. Put broken or breaking and then divide it into three groups. One, two, and three. When you divide it into three groups, the first type of breaking, you can put it as you breaking your own self. You can write that down. I will give you the scriptures as I go along as the Spirit of the Lord brings it. I'll give you the verses and you can get the references and attach it to the verses. You breaking your own self. What type of breaking needs to take place? What type of breaking should not be there is also something that we need to see. So when it comes to breaking, a human being can break their own personality. A human being can cause damage to their own self. And the scripture I'm going to give to you is, a foolish woman, she tears down her house with her own hands. This talks about a person's will. You can steer your car in the right direction and drive away from a car crash, or you can steer your car in the wrong direction and crash the car to a post or a pole or a divider or whatever is in front of you. A person has control over their lives to an extent. A person has control over his or her life to an extent. If you're writing this down, please write this down. Very important. You have control over your life to an extent. Not fully, to an extent. You have control over your life to an extent. Now I'll tell you where the to an extent will fit in. Very important. Where is the to an extent going to fit in? Now you look at the to an extent. The to an extent is a big part, even though it looks like three small words. It's a big part that you can see playing in your life because the to an extent is you making the choice by giving your car keys to someone who can drive properly or to a drunkard. I pray that the Spirit of God will take this word deep into your spirit, help you to understand what the Holy Spirit is speaking at this hour. Take this in your mind that my life, I have the control, and the control can be given to a positive force or a negative force. Understand this. I can break my own life. Or I can build my own life. This is the platform. And this is where we're going to build up to the breaking that we're going to look into. You can break yourself down or you can build yourself up. 
Now, building needs materials and tools, right? You can be a good builder. But if you have nothing, you're put in an island and you have nothing, no trees, no stone, no, you know, no wood, no axe, no tool, nothing. Even an exceptional builder, a professional who is well known for his building abilities will not be able to build anything. So you need something in order to build or to destroy. This is where the next two types of breaking will come. First is you break yourself or you can break others. The power of a human being to break down something is important. A foolish woman has the power to break down something that is good. She can break down her marriage. She can break down her husband. She can break down her children. She can break down her colleague. She can break down anything. The capacity is there. Now, the second type of breaking is the breaking that comes from the dark force, Satan. So if you take notes, write this down. Satan breaks. So Satan also breaks. So human beings, they break. Satan breaks. How does Satan break someone? Now you give your car keys to a person who is drunk and he's driving. You know that at that point you've entrusted your life into the hands of someone who can actually break you down. That's where Satan gets that permission. Where now he can actually break you down. Satan breaks the lives of people. Satan breaks marriages. Satan breaks children's lives. Satan ruins education. Satan breaks down finances. Satan breaks down everything. Satan is a dark force. So he breaks down. Thirdly, we have another force that also breaks. That is the positive force, which is God Almighty. Always understand this. The destruction that comes from Satan is a destruction that will destroy the human soul and human body. Write this down. The destruction or the breaking that comes from Satan will destroy a human soul and a human body, human mind, everything together. Entirely, it'll build, it'll break. A foolish person will also destroy their own souls and they'll destroy the souls of those around them, their own soul and the souls of those around them. That's a breaking that is destructive. The breaking of the demonic forces that they do is destructive and the destruction is to destroy. See, the purpose is not just destroy. What are they destroying? They're destroying the creation of God. They're destroying people who are made in the image of God. They're destroying their minds. They're destroying their bodies. They're destroying their souls. Bottom line is they're destroying that which is supposed to be the temple of God destroyer. 
Now, then you have the other breaking, which is the breaking that comes from God Almighty. Write this down. When God breaks something down, he only breaks down that which is destructive. God breaks down that which is destructive in order to save human lives, not to destroy. Satan breaks down things in order to destroy human beings. God breaks down things in order to save a human body, save human mind, save a human soul. I'm going to differentiate this today. I don't know how long God will take us into this, but to whatever extent God will speak in whatever you have to understand, I pray that God will help you understand. I don't know if God may make me to take this to another day or he'll have me speak today fully. I don't know, but this is a very vast topic. However, God wants to speak and to whatever extent he wants you to grasp and to whatever extent he wants you to understand, that's enough for us for today. So when you look at these three types of breaking, the breaking that comes from a foolish man or a foolish woman, you see that in the Bible, both genders are there, foolish man and foolish woman. A foolish man builds his house upon his sand. That means a person who ignores God or rejects God, what are they doing? They actually breaking down their lives. They're doing it to themselves. A person who says, I like potato chips. I like chocolate chip cookie. And this is what I eat is bound to destroy their health. That's the choice they're making. What are they doing? They're destroying their health. The choice that a man or a woman will make each and every single day, will determine whether they're going to build their soul or destroy their soul. So human beings, they have the capacity to break their own selves down or to break another person down. So a person speaking like words that will tear a person down will break the life of someone. Someone can break the life of their spouse. Someone can break the lives of the children by the words they speak and their behavior also they portray in front of whoever it may be. Similarly, someone who calls themselves to be God's people and they manifest that which is not of God, contrary contrary to what the Bible says, works of the flesh, they can actually break another person down. Also, they can destroy the faith of someone. So the the destructive nature of a person who lacks wisdom or, in other words, foolish, can actually destroy themselves and destroy those around them. A man or a woman who says, okay, I will do drugs or I will go sleep around or I will go gamble. What are they doing? By their foolishness, They're destroying their marriage. They're destroying their children. They're destroying their future. They're destroying their finances. They just, these are all the choices that the individual is making. You can't blame the devil for that. They're breaking down their own lives. Now, at this point, can we say that? Well, in order for me to get saved, God had all these things happen to me so that I can be broken. Can we say that? No, we cannot say that. The choices that we make in order to destroy ourselves, we need to hold ourselves accountable and we need to repent for that and say, Lord, I wish I never did that. I don't want to do that anymore. 
You call that repentance. Can God cause a person to sin? No. There's no sin in God. Will God cause anyone to sin? No. Will God do something so that you can really, 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 really become so addicted and and overdose and come to the point of death and so that you can see Jesus? No. No. God doesn't do those things. God doesn't have sin in him in himself and God cannot cause a person to sin. The Bible says he cannot tempt anyone. There's no evil in God. So God doesn't do those things. So if someone says something and you hear someone else and say, I thank God I was gambling and because I gambled, I can understand those who are gambling. Don't buy for that because that is, don't buy that because that is not biblically sound. That's not from God. Now with what you have done, God can redeem that. What the enemy meant for evil, God can turn it for your good and for his glory. God can do that. With thousand broken pieces you bring to God, God can take that and make something new. But can you say that, Lord, because I threw that down and I broke it now, you made something new out of it. And so glory to God. And, and you're the one who actually caused my hand to shake and break it. And you are the one who got me so angry and I threw that and I broke it. Now you fixed it. Glory to God. Will you say that? No. Sin is sin. The wages of sin is death. Just because God raises someone from the dead, can we say that, oh, because I died, I rose again? No. Because I died, God raised me up. Can you say that? No. So we need to separate the truth from error. We need to hold ourselves accountable for what we did. Whatever is wrong is wrong. And if it is by your choice, you hold yourself accountable for that repent. Don't thank God that, Lord, I thank you because 10 years I was a drug addict and because I was a drug addict and I can understand all those who did drugs. No, don't you thank God for being a drug addict because God didn't make you a drug addict. It's your choice to destroy yourself. And secondly, it's Satan who you partnered with destroyed you. That's the second force that we saw. A human being can destroy his own soul, his own body, his own mind, his own family, his own marriage, his own kids. Satan can destroy your mind, your body, your family, your kids, your finances. So destruction or breaking down of something that is good does not come from God. It comes from Satan. Write that down. To make a person fall into sin... Not God's fault. It's your fault. And it's Satan's fault. Eve took that fruit and she ate. Can we say glory to God? And that's why we have Jesus Christ, the Messiah who came and he died for our sins. No. If she wouldn't have done it, we didn't have to. Hear this torturous death of Jesus Christ. We must understand that salvation plan came as a result of man's sin. But do we thank God for Adam's sin and Eve's sin so Jesus came and died for us? No. Very absurd, isn't it? God's curse came upon Eve and God's curse came upon the serpent. Both were held responsible. So when it comes to breaking, understand, you can break yourself 
Satan can break you when you partner with Satan. Those two things are two different things. Understand, there are people who always blame Satan for everything. Satan can never come into your house. He can never come into your room unless you open the door when he knocked on your door. So it's your hands that opened the door for him. And he came inside. And so you break yourself. And so when failure happens, take responsibility for your actions. There are people who say, oh, don't be too hard on yourself. Oh, don't, don't you even hear those things. What really needs to happen is repentance. There's too much of lack of repentance that is there. And people say, don't be too hard on yourself. When you are on track with God, on point with God, the conviction that comes from the Holy Spirit will produce godly sorrow. And if anyone says, oh, don't be too hard on yourself, that's the devil that is talking. Godly sorrow is necessary because it'll produce a repentance that is necessary, which will keep you from repeating the same folly that caused you to inherit the curse of the king in the first place. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. You can break yourself. Satan can break you. So when it comes to wrong choices, it's you who's partnered with the enemy and caused this broke brokenness or this breaking of your life, the past. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation or she is a new creation. Old things have passed away. What are those old things? All the things that you broke. God is doing something new. What is he doing? All the things that you have broken, he says, I'm going to do something new. Yeah, give that to me. So what do we do? When people get saved, they take their negative brokenness. That means the bad things that you did that broke you down. That means you sit and you take a hammer and go bing, 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 bing on your head and you cracked your head. Now you go to God and say, Lord, fix me. You don't go and say, thank you, Lord, for helping me to bang my head with a hammer and now I have a thousand pieces and once you fix it, I'll say, hallelujah, look at me as a dazzling testimony. No, 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 no. It is the grace of God that comes in spite of you taking that hammer and hitting yourself on the head. It is the grace of God that comes to fix you. You can say, I was lost. Thank you, Lord. Now I'm found. That's why he came and he takes that brokenness. This is the negative brokenness. This is not the brokenness God is talking about. That God is looking for. This is the damage that was done. You take it to God and God takes that and God fixes that. You know, when he fixes that, you don't see any cracks. It's all brand new. If anyone is in Christ, if any man is in Christ, if any woman is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new, brand new. Praise be to God. Now, you can break yourself down. Satan can break you down. And the end result for both is destruction of the human mind. Destruction of the human body, destruction of the human soul, destruction of the family, destruction of the children, destruction of finances, destruction, 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 death is the end result. 
But when God comes to the picture, he comes. He does destruction too. God breaks things down too. What does God break? Write this down. He breaks down iron doors. He cuts the bronze pieces into many pieces. Bronze gates into many pieces. Our God, he breaks down gates of bronze. He cuts through bars of iron. This is who our God is. So he also breaks. What kind of a breaking it is? He breaks down the powers of darkness. So whatever is broken and whatever Satan is breaking in your life, he comes and he breaks that fellow. You know, when a criminal comes and he, he's stealing and he's doing all kinds of things and he's making a mess and the whole house is a mess and he's just bound all the family members and they're all bound. And while he's, he has them bound, he's stealing everything. And while that is happening, now the police comes in. Guess what the police do? They bind the hands of this thief and then they release all the family members. That's what God does. So now what is he doing? He's coming and he is breaking the one who is breaking. Then he releases the captives. He sets them free. So now God's breaking, write this down, produces life. God's breaking is opposite from Satan's breaking in the foolishness of men also. When God breaks, he breaks to give life. He breaks to build. You know, when, when you go and look at the old barns and you look at the old buildings and abandoned houses and someone rich comes and buys that property, he's going to completely level the whole thing before he builds up a five-star hotel over there. Yes. When God comes into the life of a person, yeah, he breaks. He breaks. You know, what does God breaks? God breaks everything that is not necessary and that should not be in your life. Write this down. If God is breaking, his breaking is a good thing. He breaks things that are bad for you. He breaks things that shouldn't be there. He breaks all the old things so that he can build new things and he can build a beautiful structure over your life. Praise be to God. Now that's the breaking that you should want. If the hand of God breaks, it is for God to do something new. It's the hand of God when he breaks, he wants to do something new. That's the breaking that God breaks In the life of those who come to God, he takes all the old things away. Then he does something new. Now, that's one type of breaking within God. Now, I'm putting two groups inside God's breaking. Write this down. The first breaking is man doing it to himself. Foolish man and foolish woman. Write those two references there. A foolish man, he builds his house upon the Sand and what happens? His whole house comes down. You have foolish woman. She breaks down her family, her house with her own hands. That's the kind of breaking. Both of them. Big breaking that comes because of the foolishness. The choices that they make. And then you have Satan who breaks things down. He comes to steal, kill, kill and destroy. Steal, kill and destroy. Destructive force. And he comes to rob a human being, to cause death to human life. He comes to destroy the mind. He comes to destroy and distort the human personality. Take everything that God has put inside of 
a human being. See, as a child, when a child is born, God invests talents and skills and abilities in every single child. But as a child grows up and the child partners with the destructive force, the destructive force will break that person down when the child says, oh, okay, I'm going to break myself down. I'm partnering with this person. And they give me a hammer and, and you know what? Hold my hand. Let's break myself together. Satan will join with this person and he'll break that person down. The talent is gone. Money is gone. House is gone. Family is gone. Everything is gone. It's a place of utter devastation. Now, in that place, can God meet a person? Yes. You call that grace. Grace. It's the grace of God that comes to a person in the state of brokenness. And that brokenness is not talking about the broken and contrite spirit. That brokenness is talking about somebody who is devastated by Satan and who has devastated themselves by their own hands. Now, at this time, in their time of devastation, the grace of God comes to them to lift them up out of the devastation. You know, when you see someone wounded, when you see someone broken, when you see someone in distress, you want to go and you want to help them. Not everyone. Some people. Jesus Christ came and he took us where we were wounded and left to die. And he treated us and he made us whole. Praise be to God. When we sing, I thank God for the mountains. I thank God for the valleys. Now, these are a whole different story and a whole different context and a whole different group in itself. You can't thank God for sin, remember. You can't thank God because you took the hammer and you broke your life down. You can't thank God because you took the hammer and broke your son's life down or your daughter's life down. Don't you thank God for that? Because God is grieved by that. And you can't thank God. Oh, God, I thank you because I was a thief once upon a time. And now I'm a saint. You can say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, even though I was a thief, your grace came and you took me out of that. I praise you for that. And don't you thank God for, Lord, uh, I was a thief. And uh, thank you, Lord, for making me a thief so that I can be a saint today. No, no, there are many people who pray prayers like that and even share testimonies like that. No, don't say that. God is speaking to our hearts today. It's the grace of God that comes to us. We thank God for his grace. We thank God for his mercy. We thank God for what he has done for us in our lives. Those who thank God for their sins are people who are saying, Lord, I thank God for Judas because Judas betrayed you. Jesus went to the cross. That's how it is. Equals that. It's insanity and demonic. May God speak to our hearts today. God never causes anyone to sin. God never makes drug addicts and alcoholics understand. God never causes divorce. God never causes division in the lives of people. God is not the author of confusion. He's the author of life. Understand the source of your problem. 
and don't mix good water with dirty water. There has to be the distinction that is there. God has kept this difference between light and darkness. They don't mix together. They don't. Now, the third type of breaking that we have been seeing here is the breaking that comes from God. But God breaks down that which should not be there in your life so that he can do something good. He comes to break down anger. He comes to break down immorality. He comes to break down pride. He comes to break down reliance on self. See, God will never say that, well, I'm going to take everything away from you so that I can show you that you can trust me because I am God, you see, so I'm going to make you feel miserable so that you know that I'm God. No, God is not in the business of doing that. those kind of things. God will bring you to a place where you know that he's God. As long as you trust in yourself, you will not have his assistance, you see. When you trust in yourself, when you trust in your flesh, then the help from God will be far away from you. When the help from God is far away from you, guess what? You're no match to the devil. You are going to come to a place of realization that you need God. Not because he's making you miserable, no. Because you stayed away from him, you did not take his help. In order for you to take his help, you need to come to a place of realization that you need his help. I pray that you understand what the Spirit of God is speaking to your hearts this night. God is not somebody who will make you feel miserable so that you can understand who God is. I want you to understand this very deeply. When you move away from depending on God, you take yourself away from the protection of God. When you move away from depending on God, you take yourself from the strength of God. When you move away from depending on God, you take yourself from the provision of God. You're on your own. You're on your own. It's like the prodigal son. He had everything. But you know what? He went far away from his father's house and finally ended up in a pig pen where he ate from the pig's food and he didn't even have enough over there. And there he realized, oh, what have I done? My father's servants have better food there. And look at me. Now, can we say that, thank God, in order for him to realize, he had to come to a place where he ate pig's food and God brought him to the pigsty. No. He brought himself there. He partnered with Satan and Satan brought him there. But you know what? In that state where he was, the grace of God came through his father's prayers. The grace of God came through. How did grace come there? The conviction that is coming there. All of a sudden the awareness, oh, you know what? They have better life there. I need to repent. That is grace. It's not God who brings you to the pigsty. No. It's not God who's bringing you to the pigsty to break it down. No. You brought yourself there. Satan brought you there because you partnered with Satan. You brought yourself there. So you see two destructive forces joining together. What will happen? A lot of breaking. 
negative type of breaking. But then the grace of God comes to say that I can lift you up from there. Look over there. Better life there. Look over there. That's the voice that you hear calling you. Conviction that comes to show you, you know what? There's a way out. There's a way out. There's a way out. That's grace that comes to you in the midst of that demonic breaking. May God speak to your hearts at this hour. And God comes there and he breaks you free. What kind of a breaking that God does? He breaks your shackles. He breaks the weapons of the enemy. He breaks everything that is breaking you down and reduced in reducing you into nothing. God breaks all those things down and he redeems you to himself. Now, what is he going to do? Now, all the old clutter that you have, he's going to sweep out everything, sweep out everything. He's going to come sweep out everything that is unclean. He's going to come and do something new. He's going to build something new. So what is he going to do? Now, he's going to send this demolition crew. The word of God is going to come and he's going to chip away, take away everything, uproot all the old foundations. He's going to take everything away and he's going to do that cleansing work where he says, I'm going to do something new for that old has to go because old and new cannot mix together. God is speaking at this hour. In order for something beautiful, a beautiful monument to rise up to the glory of God, everything old has to be removed from there. God is speaking at this hour. So the breaking that God does is a good breaking. It's for something new to come up. He's only taking that which needs to be removed. All the old barn and every broken down window and the old cracked foundation, everything that looks ugly. He's just going to take everything out and put something solid and new. God is speaking at this hour. So anytime you hear the word God is breaking you, that breaking is a good breaking. He's taking out everything that is stinking your life. It is taking out everything that is ruining your life, including your old nature. So he comes to break down all those that which is causing damage to you. He's taking all those away. All the rubble, all the rubbish and everything that needs to be removed. And he takes everything away. That's the breaking work of God Almighty. So now within God's breaking work one work is god is breaking things that needs to be broken so that he can build something new that's one type of breaking that god does there's a second type of breaking that god also does that the vessels that god is preparing that means the vessels that are like i spoke about this also some time ago if you remember this message you can hear this message as well but the spirit of god brought to us about how the grapes are being crushed. You know which grapes are crushed? Not immature little grapes. Not sour grapes. Not bitter grapes. Not rotten grapes, no. Perfect grapes. Grapes that are really, really ripe, mature, sweet. For the wine or the juice that needs to be produced. High quality grapes are harvested, depending on where it's going to go. If it's going to go to the king's table, think about what kind of grapes that'll be harvested. 
Now, those graves, what will happen to them? They will be crushed. Those graves are broken. Those grapes are crushed. When they are crushed, the sweet juice comes out of it. You know what happens to the grapes? Oh, there was no form, no beauty in him. His face was marred. Oh, was he born that way? No, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, he was bruised for our transgressions. He was wounded iniquities oh was he born that way oh no 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 this is our savior beautiful perfect grapes that are harvested they're taken crushed when they are crushed the juice comes out very sweet juice and that juice given to people kings depending on what kind of grapes where it goes they drink it and they're satisfied one thing it was not there's no recognition of that grapes anymore someone else is benefiting from the dying of these grapes it's crushed completely others are enjoying it but when is it crushed? Only when it is fully ripe. So when does the breaking take place in order to become useful for God? It's when the self is completely gone. Only in the lives of those, the self is completely gone. God will take them and he'll take them through another crushing process. And that process is not the other breaking. That crushing is so that others can be blessed. God takes them through a crushing process so that the fragrance from them can touch the lives of many people. Apostle Paul was shipwrecked. Apostle Paul was beaten. Apostle Paul was poured out as a living offering. Why? Why did he have to go through that? So that People in his days, and you and I, can become like Jesus. He was crushed. He was that sweet grapes. He was that mature grapes. He was the grapes that had no self, nothing, no blemish, no nothing. And the Bible says, it pleased the Father to bruise Jesus Christ. Oh my Lord, what is this someone can think how can it please God to crush his only beloved son? How? Though he loved him, he did not spare him. Why? Because he loved you. Because he loved me. Because he loved us. There's this crushing process. Is it because he didn't love Jesus? No. Therefore, God exalted him above every other name and gave him the name above every other name, the Bible says. So there is this blessing that comes also. We must understand that there is this crushing, there is this breaking that happens in the lives of all those who are dead to self. That means self is already gone. It's gone. Where the grapes are taken. 
And now they're crushed. They can be crushed. That's needed. Unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies. It remains alone, but when it dies, it brings much fruit. Now the grain of wheat should be not a little tiny thing that's just starting. It's a mature grain. It's a grain that you know that when you put in the ground and you bury it, it's capable of bringing forth the harvest by producing the plant, the crop. So there's this, not the crushing that comes. Now when it comes to the brokenness that we see, that God says a broken and a contrite heart, he will not reject. It talks about really coming before God. We heard it Sunday service, preached by Pastor Padeep. That you come to God totally depending on him. You come to God knowing that apart from him, you can do nothing. He doesn't have to. God is not going to come and say, hey, I'm going to show you. So I'm going to break it down. He'll break your pride down. Yeah, he will. Because he loves you. He'll break that ego down. Yes, he will. Because it's not good for you. So in order to break your pride down, your ego down, he'll knock some things off of you. So that, you know, without God, you're not going to be blessed. How can you even survive without him? And it's like a child thinking that, oh, I don't need my mom. I don't need my dad. And I don't need anybody. The child is four years old. I can cook and I can clean and I can do things on my own. Well, for a night, the parents say, try it on your own. Parents are not abandoning, but you know what? Which I will soon come to know that, oh my God, I need my parents. Now in order for that to happen, the child has to be one rebellious child to even think that way. And in order for the parents to say, okay, try it on your own and leave the child for a day, you need to know what a rebellious child that child is and how much the parents care in order to make the child to come to its senses. Always know this. When you look at God, his ways are perfect. His ways are perfect. He's never going to do anything to hurt you, remember. Even when it comes to chastening, or even when it comes to make you recognize that you need him, he's making you to recognize your need for him so that you can be blessed, so that you don't be foolish and miss out on that which he has for you. Not because he wants you to know who he is. And Think about this. You are like a smaller than a little ant or a speck of dust that's there. You trying to validate his lordship means nothing to God. He doesn't have to do anything for you. But it's his mercy that comes to you to make you realize your foolishness to even thinking that you don't need him. Because anytime we think that we don't need him, we're hurting ourselves. God is speaking to our hearts today. God is good. He's so good. He's so kind. He's so gentle. And when he wants to chip away things from your life, always remember he will not do it without you asking him to do it. He's never going to come and say, well, because this is not good for you, that's not good for you, I'm going to come and do it. No. This is why we need to pray. We need to say, Lord, work in me. The psalmist says, search my heart, O Lord. Try my thoughts. See if there's any wicked way that is before me and lead me in your everlasting path. 
that prayer is important. This is why we need to go to God and say, Lord, work in me. Take away everything that needs to be taken away. Chip away everything that needs to be chipped away. Destroy everything that needs to be destroyed. Because you know, when his hand comes to destroy, it's, it's the hand of love. And it's the hand of power that will destroy everything that is not good for you. God, speak to your hearts today. Only that which is not good for you will God destroy. When you ask him to, he's not going to automatically do it for you. When you ask him to. As we close our eyes and look to the Lord. I want you to understand the personality of God. I want you to understand the sovereignty of God. I want you to understand the generosity of our God. And settle this deep within you. That everything he does for his people. He does it out of the kindness of his heart. Not out of his obligation towards you. He's not obligated to do anything for you. But out of the kindness of his heart. He comes to you and he says. I can take that away from you. I can take that burden away from you. I can take that sin away from you. I can break you free from this. I can restore you. I can renew your strength. I can rebuild your life. I can do all these things. Now, do you want me to come and destroy the old things out so that I can build new things in your life? How many of you want to tell the Lord today, Lord, let the old be gone. Let the old be gone. Let the old be gone. The Bible says if a righteous man hits me on the head, it is a kindness to me. How much more God? Because it's never to hurt us. It's never to hurt us. You know, if if a mosquito comes and sits on your face or something, or something that shouldn't be there. It needs to be taken away. And someone who's sitting next to you really loves you, sees it, and you're not seeing it, and they just go, fuck like that. Are you going to be upset? Think that you slapped me? You're going to be thankful that they killed that bug. Yeah, it was a little forceful. But in order for that bug to die, that force needed to be there. But did it break your teeth? No. The hand of the Lord is very gentle. When he comes and pulls things down, he does it without any damage to his people. He builds his people up. He damages and destroys that which is not good for his people. He gently builds them up. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. 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 Father, thank you, Lord, for this night hour. Thank you for your presence that is here. Thank you for speaking to your people, Lord. Thank you for the different types of breaking that you brought before them today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
Thank you, Lord. As you crushed Jesus and it pleased you to crush Jesus so that we can all inherit eternal life and we can all rule and reign with Jesus forevermore. You do the same with all those who live an upright life before you. Job was crushed so that we can all be blessed. So much we learned from his life. Apostle Paul was crushed so that we can have all these prison epistles. Oh, we thank you. Apostle John was crushed so that we can all have the epistle of John in the book of Revelation. Oh, we thank you, Lord. And every true servant of God, every true servant of God who stands before you, we all go through a crushing process so that the body of Jesus may benefit. So we thank you, Father, for lives that are poured out before you so that we can be blessed. May people understand on a deeper level all that you lead them through, Father. That every part of their lives be owned by God. That they may truly surrender their lives to you, Lord, so that you can break down everything that needs to be broken down. Lord, that a deeper understanding of the things of God be given to your people in the name of Jesus. Oh, Spirit of the living God, the people may understand what it means to truly serve you, Lord. I pray, Father, that the hand of the Spirit of God May uphold your people. May nourish your people all the more. That the word that you've given them this day may strengthen them, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray that this word that you've given to them sink deep into their Spirits, Lord. Let us sink deep into their spirits, Lord. Is there so much more to what you have spoken today? Thank you, Lord. You've given them enough for today. So they can meditate on this and grow in it, Father. So bless your people, Father. Bless your people, Lord. Bless you people, Lord, with the richness that comes from your hand. As you've given them this rich word tonight, help them, Jesus, to have a stability that they've never had before. Help them to have the stability, Lord, unlike any other times in their life, oh Lord, I pray. Bless your people, Father, with the strength that comes from the Holy Spirit. Each and every single one, they reflect the glory of Jesus Christ. Bless your people, Father. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the abundance of rain I hear. Thank you for the greater days that you have ahead of us. Weeping endures through the night, but joy comes in the morning. Thank you for giving us this great privilege of sowing with tears so that we can reap with joy. So, Father, I bring your people one more time to you this night. That each and every single one wet the altar with your tears, Lord, that we may see an abundance of harvest. Thank you, Father, for every good and perfect gift that has come from your hands. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And thank you for this gift that came from your hands this night, Lord, this word from heaven. May people lay hold of it, embrace it, preserve it, make use of it, and multiply it, Father. With this blessing, I bless your people with that each and every one co-labor with you, partner with you, Lord, so that everything that is of the past be broken, utterly broken, oh, and uprooted out of your lives in Jesus' name. That every garbage and rubbish, Lord, be swept away, Father, from their lives. New foundations be laid, strong foundations be laid. Lord, a, a glorious structure built out of gemstones may arise, O oh Lord, in each and every one of their lives. With this blessing, I bless them with that they may have immovable faith, a blemish-free life. Immovable faith and a blemish-free life. Thank you, Father. And thank you for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and bless us with his peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. Amen.